This is a podcast about the hardcore community. Made by and for those who live authentic lives and embrace hard truths. We archive the stories of the bands and people who make this lifestyle possible. I'm Josh Lyon. And I'm Greg Benoit. And this is the Hardcore Archive Podcast. All right, so today on the Hardcore Archive Podcast, uh, we're joined by Chris, Nick, Corey, and Tim from An Easy Death. Um, one of Rochester's uh, newer up-and-coming um, post-hardcore bands. Um, why don't you guys uh, just go through and introduce yourselves and uh, say what uh, what instruments each of you play. Uh, I'm Nick. I'm the vocalist slash screamer, uh, and that's about as far as my talent goes. I'm the uh, Corey. I'm the bass player. I uh, do some cleans. Sometimes uh, I like to yell in people's faces as well. Uh it's a grand old time. I very much enjoy it. Uh, I'm, I'm Chris. Tim. Or, oh, sorry, I'm Tim. Tim. You start. Go ahead. He's Chris. I'm Tim. I play guitar <laughs> and uh, give the crowd the finger. It's a really good time. Uh, I'm Chris. I play like uh, rhythm guitar and I do backup vocals. And of course, right. not here is our drummer Nick, who uh, couldn't be here unfortunately. Well, I'm a drummer myself, and no one ever cares what we have to say in like interviews <laughs> because nobody like hums the drum parts to a to a song unless you're like, I don't know, like Paul Botstaff or you know some famous drummer. Just sit back there and keep time, and that that's all we ask. Yeah, you just need to know how to count to four. <laughs> um, so as I mentioned, we've got an easy death, and I think I I first checked you guys out when you opened for. It, I think it was like extinction AD. Um, um, you guys uh, have kind of a unique sound in that you've got like more of a crossover uh, sound. Um, can you tell us just like a little bit about how you describe your uh, uh, your your particular sound? So no for us, bag all day. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna steal this one. Um, so we we don't really know what we fit into. Um, our backgrounds as far as music uh, go from like. Blink-182 to uh, Every Time I Die to what? What are some of the heavier ones? Oceans in Alaska. I don't know what you guys listen to. Some Norma Jeans. Yeah, some Norma Jean. I'm I'm less heavy than they are, but it's kind of like a it's a post hardcore feel. But we do some more melodic stuff. We do some more punk stuff. But our latest song, which uh, we'll hear later, is the heaviest thing that we've written so far. So we've just kind of given ourselves post punk core. Because we we do the punk stuff, but we we know how to get down and yell in people's faces. So Blink One Eighty Two, like, were you like Travis Barker, Blink One Eighty Two, or Scott Rayner, Blink One Eighty Two? Ooh, oh. Scott Rayner, I think. I, Scott, oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Travis, he holds it down, but it's like we're uh... not that good. Like we're being commercial, yes. Yeah, yeah, like you guys are all about my age, so I figured maybe you like had a preference for Scott Rayner era Blink One Eighty Two, which was. Which was uh, my preferred Blink One Eighty Two. So, Dude Ranch will always always hold a special place in my heart. Yeah, Cheshire Cat too. There's some really good. Uh, there's mm -hmm. some really good ones on there. What blows my mind is they were like all still in high school when they wrote that. I, I was playing Total Garbage when I was in high school. Same. It's just constant snare. I love it. You know, yeah, like and then Dude Ranch that snare is up way high in the mix. <laughs> Not quite as bad as like Saint Anger. But um, it's like definitely up there and they could probably remix that and turn it down a little bit, make it more palatable for modern listeners. It's 
it's one of those things. I think me and uh, Tim say, if you couldn't tell by our names on the screen, we're brothers. Um, but uh, I think one thing that we've disagreed on slightly is like a remaster version would be great. But say, Tim, what was your take on what was it? Norma Jean's album that you really liked? Yeah. As terrible as the mixing is? Uh, Bless the Martyr and Kiss the Child. They recorded it all one take together. It's, I mean, not necessarily one take, but they recorded it as one thing. And it, it's so good. It's just in its awfulness. It's but today's yeah, today's standards. Ever. It's te- it sounds terrible. <laughs> but respectfully disagree. It's fair fantastic. enough. <laughs> Holds a special place in my heart. Exactly. So, um, you guys mentioned every time I die and Norma Jean. Um, can you tell us like a little bit about how you guys got into like punk, hardcore, and metal, and what keeps you sticking around? I took the last one. I'm letting you guys take some questions. Um, I would say I'll take this one. So, um, I don't know. I've always liked heavier music, punk music throughout high school. And it's really just kind of stuck with me through my old age. So, I mean, I have roots all the way back to the Misfits, uh, the Clash and stuff like that. And all the way up to, I mean, I'll listen to some crazy shit like Demi Borger and, and all that other like heavier, heavier stuff. And I think it's one of those things as far as writing music goes versus just listening to it. You kind of take inspiration from all of that and having a broad spectrum of music that you listen to, I I feel really helps feed that and kind of keeps that creative flow going. So what, um, like what types of bands would you say have like influenced your lyrical content most, uh, the most, or which, which bands are your lyrics the most like I should say. So, as far as the lyrics go, um, it's it's really hard to say. I can't I can't say I could pinpoint that to one band, but I would say writing style would more likely be uh, closer to Atreyu or oh, I can't even think of the name. I feel like we put in we put in some other stuff too. Like one one band that comes to mind is Rage Against the Machine in their prime. You know what I mean? Like their lyric wise, like the way. Cause we have a couple songs, you know, that are, you know, we've got the stuff that's like, yeah. this is how you're feeling. But then there's also the fuck the government, fuck the establishment type stuff that we like to throw in there every now and yeah. then. So it's so. like a rage against the machine mixed with Atreyu. And, you know, I, that's, that's the way I feel like our lyrics are. Yeah. I think that's a good mix. And, and a lot of it comes from, I'd say, um, uh, past emotional trauma. <laughs> fair enough <laughs> or nostalgia whatever that's uh that's i think like the hook was for me was um you know when i first got into punk and then i eventually got into hardcore it was like kind of blowing my mind that there were bands that were writing songs about feeling alienated from um you know your your community or even your family um, that's not the kind of thing. I mean, I guess it's more so now you hear that in mainstream music now that like there's more metal crossing over into the mainstream. But in, in, you know, when I got into it in the nineties, it, it was kind of rage against the machine was one of the few angry bands that was in the mainstream. Um, so I appreciate that that's kind of where you're coming from and, and, you know, speaking to like emotional trauma, that's, that's been a recurring theme in my life. So that's great to hear that that's, uh, where you guys are coming from. Um, 
So I guess I kind of already hit up one of our other questions, which was for 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 the folks who have listened who who listen to this podcast who haven't checked you out. Um, I've heard like a Treyu and Norma Jean, Rage Against the Machine. Um, any other bands that are influencing your sound uh, of lately? Slipknot, uh, self-titled CD, always keeps coming back. Love it. The breakdowns are just too good. Too good. Yeah, we we may or may not. You, yep. If you listen hard enough, borrowed one or two things. Yeah, just just ignore it. It's fine. Unintentional. <laughs> well, you know, same thing with Norma Jean. We might have stolen a few things from them, and it's um. Honestly, I feel like we've kind of been doing our due diligence lately with listening to and really feeling out the local scene with 585-716 and 315. And I got to be honest, uh, listening to a lot of the local bands have kind of inspired me a little bit more to start writing more lyrics. Um, So a lot of those guys, a lot of the guys in the scene now are really talented. And it's just crazy to see how it actually flourishes from coming from not playing music or being into the music scene since high school and then jumping into it like a year and a half to two years ago. It's just like, it never went away. I was just just like, Oh yeah, it just disappeared. The music scene around here sucks and it faded out. And it's like, no, it it never did. I just became a pompous asshole. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah. We're very fortunate here. Like I'm decidedly primarily a fan of hardcore um you know more or less straight up hardcore as it is on like revelation records but i do like metal and punk um you know almost as much as i like hardcore and rochester has always had a really good metal scene from lethargy and then to um you know two of those guys going on to form mastodon um and now with undeath like we've got some some pretty significant acts that people really respect coming out of rochester um, and it's 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 it feels like right now as I'm going to more shows, um, especially like post pandemic, I've made a, a you know recommitted to going to as many shows as I possibly can. Um, we see like a lot of really great acts come through town, but we've also got a lot of good acts here in town. And the shows I think that I've enjoyed the most have been ones that have kind of like mixed bills, where you've got like a punk band and a hardcore band and a metal band. Um, I think like early on after the pandemic, that was like kind of like a necessity to like get enough people to come out to a show or if there was like a tour, putting together like a tour package, you'd have like a band like Terror touring with like Dying Fetus because like some of the hardcore kids will come out and some of the metal kids will come out and it'll like add up to like an acceptable amount of people at one show. Um, But we're definitely like, I think having like a resurgence of interest in extreme music. and uh you know we're definitely benefiting from the kind of the legacy that we have from you know associations with bands like mastodon and now with like on death i'm not sure if you're thinking of uh, either of those bands or if you had other other bands in mind i'd like love to hear about uh you know what what's uh you know what's caught your attention too if those aren't aren't the ones you're thinking of uh, as far as local bands i know one that is always had say i've so back in the day uh there's an easy core band called storm the bay they're finally coming back. They did a show a few months ago and they have a show coming up. Say we're recording this January 5th. They have a show tomorrow. And uh, Nate and uh, his his lyrical writing just in the pop punk easy core type stuff is like my bread and butter. And I think that's I'm probably the one person holding us back from going true 
hardcore heavy as shit because it's like with this song that we're releasing uh january 14th like it's it's heavy but like for me it's like that's as heavy as i go like i i still like the melodic some of the clean stuff but um yeah just being in the scene especially fairly new for us anyway is coming back into it there's a lot of good bands like you said both genres that are just killing it right now so it's been just super fun going to shows recently um i myself have been trying to just like you try to make a point to go to as many shows uh as i can to help build up the scene uh kind of represent the band do our due diligence and uh show that we're here to better the scene support each other and uh it's just been super fun but yeah storm the bay them coming back oh my god i'm so excited um uh, so just uh, Corey, any particular shows that you've been to in like the last year that really stand out as like a, a great time for you? Um, so uh, Nick and I went to Perspectives uh, headlined at Photo City. Uh, that show was insane. It was our first time seeing uh, Grizzly Run out of Buffalo. They were incredible. Uh, Calamity. Um, mm-hmm. Since seeing them, I say their stuff is so good and they've got that let's say it's kind of that post hardcore some electronic stuff because they have a keyboard that does some really cool stuff in there um let's say they have their ep release show coming up relatively soon uh and perspectives we've known rain for a while um but it was our first time actually seeing them and they're definitely one of the heavier bands in the area and they're pretty big so it was super fun going to that show that show was chef's kiss it was a good one to kind of get back into it and see what the scene was all about. Um, so you've mentioned that you've got one of the heaviest songs you've written and recorded. Um, and I think we're going to take a listen to it here before people can hear it anywhere else uh, in a little bit. Um, Tim and Chris, um, can you tell us like a little bit about the songwriting that went into this? Um, and then I guess more broadly, what influences you both as guitar players is in terms of like other bands or other styles of music? So this one has kind of been done for a little bit now. It's just kind of been on the back burner. But uh, at least for myself, uh, most of my songwriting involves a couple beers and just sitting down at the computer and just uh, finding something that sticks. Uh, We've had a lot of shows the last little bit. So as far as a team effort with songwriting, it's kind of hard because we're trying to make sure we can play our instruments and know our parts uh, together, which is way different than you know, just playing by yourself in your room. But uh, yeah, I mean, we all give our two cents, make our tweaks here and there. But yeah, a lot of it is just uh, throwing darts at a dartboard, hoping something hits. Yeah, for for myself, I kind of uh, piggyback off what Tim does. So, so sometimes he'll write a song and we're like, hey, that sounds really good. And then he'll teach it to me. And then we'll play it all as one. And we end up learning it together. I mess around with some things in my basement uh, with my guitar. Uh, I really love to listen to like, like early Miss May I was like my biggest influence on like the guitar sound that I want. That is their guitars, like, cause they play in drop C just like us. Their sound is so similar and the tone that they use for the guitar. I just absolutely love them and the architects as well. Um, but yeah, we just kind of uh, brainstormed together, me and Tim, and uh, 
Corey throws his two cents in there since he's like an all around musician because he can play the guitar as well. And he said, Hey, I think this part sounds good. And yeah, that sounds pretty good. So then we all just roll, roll with it. Oh, nice. It sounds like a real collaborative approach. Um, you guys are all based in or around Rochester. So you're all like practicing live in the same room together, right? Yes. Uh, we all came out, come out to my garage, no matter what the weather is. Uh, we finally invested in a heater uh, this winter, <laughs> which was much better than last winter. I'll tell you that. But uh, yeah, we just uh, hang out in the garage for three hours or so, have some beers, get through our set a few times and sometimes get distracted and end up writing more stuff. But say we try to stay as close to getting through our sets so we can make sure that we're not. I feel like if we're preparing for the show, we're we're more setless, like mind focused rather than trying to uh, write other stuff. But if we're like in between a couple months, then we're going to mess around and find something fun to play. Awesome. So can you tell me a little bit about the recording? Um, like, where did you guys go to record uh, 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 to do this particular song? So this song, we actually got super lucky. Um, so uh, there's another local band called Habits Have Teeth um, that have been in the scene for a little while. Uh, they do their own recording. Um, and they had asked me to fill in on bass for one of their shows uh, out at uh, Mohawk Place. And uh, I was talking to the guitarist, Zach, and he's like, hey, you know, I want to start getting into recording other bands and trying to get my stuff figured out. Like, if you do me a favor, uh, then I'll do you a favor. So his idea was pretty much, hey, I'm going to record you guys a song, but I'm going to use that as my portfolio for getting other bands in here. So uh, it was our first time really recording in front of somebody, which was definitely much different than what we usually do. Um, we really only have two songs online just because recording, uh, it's hard to do. It's hard to get stuff nailed down and say we try to do it as DIY as possible. Usually Tim's recording his parts at, uh, at home. I'll record mine here. Nick will come over and we'll do vocals here. But then we send it off to a buddy of mine who, uh, when he has time, just kind of throws, he gets it mixed together. And it sounds great, um, but it's just a, a very long process. So it was interesting, interesting for this one um, that we actually went to Zach's garage. We recorded the uh, guitar and bass. Me and Nick went over, did vocals, and it was just uh, a whole different take on what we're typically used to. But I think we can all agree that the end product is much better than anything that we've had come out so far. Was, also, did, did Zach yeah. do the drums, too, for you guys? As a drummer, you might be a little upset. They 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 might be programmed. Uh, nice, <laughs> but uh, they're, they're based off of real drums. Yeah, they're what he want. They're what he would have wanted. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, Nick. I think I interrupted you. Did Did you have some some other insights you wanted to share about the recording process as a vocalist? Oh, you're all right. No, it was um. It was a it was a good experience because like Corey said, a lot of it's DIY. It's really just us in a room kind of throwing ideas back and forth. And it was nice to have an outside voice say, hey, you should do this or hey, you should try this. Or what if we did this? Or, you know, I don't know. Sometimes as a musician, you kind of overthink stuff. So as you're doing it, you're like, all right, you know, I'm really overthinking how I did this. And then him as a producer was just kind of like, 
yeah, no, I, I like it the way that it is. And then you go, well, I should really retake it. And then he just goes, no, you should just leave it. <laughs> so it was, it was just an overall really cool experience to have somebody else really have their input on it. Not that he influenced us a lot with it, but it was just cool to have somebody as another musician uh, kind of give us feedback. Yeah, I always like recording with people who like know the the genre that you're going for well. Um, I'm in a band and we recently went to go record with Doug White at Watchmen, uh, Watchmen Studios. And he, you know, knows his business when it comes to like extreme music, like punk, metal and hardcore. Um, and actually touching upon the kind of programmed drums, um, it had been like, I think, almost 15 years since I had recorded in a studio with anyone and the software uh, technology has really improved um, since the last time I, I was in a studio uh, where like if you messed up like that was it like you had to just do the whole song all over again um, and so like that was the mindset I was going in to record um, uh, uh, you know the mindset I had when we went in to record uh, but then when I got there I had like right now was like really sick I had like a fever and everything and uh I'm very happy with like the takes I did. Um, there were like a few parts where I was like, well, I fucked that up. Now we got to like re-record this whole thing. And he was like, no, 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 it's different now. And you can just go through with like a few clicks and like tweak the bass drum where you like mess it up a little bit or, you know, you didn't hit the symbol quite right. You can add one in. I guess it's still kind of hard to take it out, but it, it sounds great. And uh, it's made it's made recording drums more like what it is for like recording guitars, which I appreciate because I was always so so like envious when like the guitar players would be fucking up left right and center and they can just punch in <laughs> and then like the drummer it's like no you got to do it all right the first time yeah drums have a lot more things going on that you have to try to blend together with different takes but the, the financial aspect just to record a drum set you're talking hundreds of dollars just in equipment with yeah guitar, it's like an interface and a cable and you're done Oh, geez, yeah. there's like decent programs now. You can just like plug the guitar right into the soundboard and and like emulate an amplifier to like, yeah. you know, you want like a JCM 900, like click that button. You want like a, you know, triple rectifier, click that button. Yep. Yeah, that's what I do. I use STL tones and it's all it's all like that. Just plug and play. Um. So uh, I guess we've been talking about this song uh, uh, quite a bit. Um, I'm not sure which one of you want to uh, uh, kind of tell us a little bit about it. What's this? Uh, what's this track we're going to hear called? Uh, it's called "The Debt That All Men Pay." And um, so, do you want to get into what like the lyrics are are touching upon in this song at all? Yeah, we we can touch on it a little bit. Um, it's just kind of weird. Like I said, I I kind of write from emotion and and past shit and. Um, I think we generally all collectively as a band have an idea that it just feels like in this century and time that men kind of get shit on and we we deal with a lot of stuff that we kind of um, repress and, and just kind of it's expected of us. And, you know, you kind of always have that wonder in the back of your head, whether you're doing the right thing, you're good enough, you're you're being the father that you could be or the husband that you could be or as a man, are you really good enough in general? Um, so the idea was kind of thrown out there for, uh, um, like just that general idea, uh, by Tim for the lyrics or for the song in general, I think. And then I just kind of like took that idea and just ran with it. Uh, like Tim said, it, it had kind of been an inner working song for a long time. It's come a long way. And then the lyrics just kind of like hit like almost immediately. 
sounds like something I can can relate to. Um, you know, I've got kids and um, you know, it's never been easy to raise kids, I suppose, but it seems like it's harder now than it was for maybe my parents with, you know, like I've got little kids, so it was kind of hard during the pandemic to keep them occupied and feel like I'm doing the right thing for them. But also, you know, I mean, the internet's great and all it makes, it makes it possible for us to do this podcast, but it also introduces a lot of other challenges to, you know, like what kind of ideas are your kids getting exposed to? So I feel like I can really relate to that and I'm eager to hear this. Um, so, so Corey, do you want to do a, a screen share and we can check this, uh, check this song out? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, this is the death that all men pay and uh, hope you enjoy it. That's fantastic. I love that double bass drum in there. You should There's have a told- bit of it. Yeah, no, it definitely is an essential staple to to the to the genre. Um, you shouldn't have told me that it was programmed because I, I I can't tell. So I don't know if that says more about my my uh, uh, ability to listen to music <laughs> or uh, Zach's ability to on that uh, that 
uh, program, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. <laughs> so, um, uh, you mentioned that uh, your buddy, it was it Zach, recorded that? Yes, uh, Zach from Habits Have Teeth. Yep. Is there a place uh, people on the web who are maybe looking to have their band uh, get recorded can go to find out more about him? The, the Garage on Facebook, I think it's his uh, studio. I think that's what it's called. Let's say if you message Habits Have Teeth, uh, the band, you can get in. I'm pretty sure he is the one that handles it. So you could probably get in touch with him a bit easier that way. All right, perfect. Yeah, he's still working on it taking off or, or deciding on whether what direction he's going to take with it. So I'm not sure that he has all that stuff set up for for that yet. But okay. um, definitely reach out to him through Habits Have Teeth and you should be able to make way to him. Well, it's definitely a, a worthy component to portfolio. That sounded fantastic. Um, where can people go on the web to find out more about you guys, uh, to hear some of the other tracks you've recorded, and then when this one debuts, to to hear this one again? Uh, so we're on everything. So uh, whatever you happen to stream on, whether it's Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, uh, YouTube Music, we're on everything. Uh, so we, I think we're the only in Easy Death. I think so. I hope so. There's a rapper, Easy Death, not an Easy Death. Uh, Much different. Very original. Still good, though. You guys, uh, I've I've been following you on Instagram. Your merch game is also top notch. Um, You you. guys, uh, where can people go to check out your merch? Uh, So probably the easiest (laughs) way to find most of our stuff is through our link tree. Uh, Everything is linked off through there. So it's that linktr.ee slash an easy death. Um, on there, it's got links to, uh, say all of our streaming platform, uh, our new music video that we just dropped, uh, on, uh, December 25th for our song 988, it's too late. Um, we had a gentleman by the name of Tyler White came out to our show at Stamps the Bar, filmed the whole thing, edited it for us. Uh, that was the, one of the coolest experiences I think I've had, um, I don't know about you guys, but that was super fun to shoot and be able to watch afterwards. I felt for yourself that show was a nightmare. (laughs) That that guy was sick. So sick. (laughs) Don't don't tell anybody in the crowd, but when I jumped down into the pit, uh, I definitely, my tushy cheeks got a little little wet from uh, (laughs) a bit of uh, stomach issues I was having, but we powered through. Poopy pants is fine. That's fine. Perfectly fine. But yeah, the whole that whole experience was fine. But yeah, you can go to Linktree. You can watch the music video. Check out our music. Uh, we're officially affiliated with uh, Eargasm uh, Hearing Protection, so you can check out that link. Uh, so even clicking on it always helps us out. Um, but yeah, all of our stuff is on there. Probably the easiest way to find our stuff. Perfect. And when the episode posts, of course, uh, we'll link uh, to your Instagram on uh, on the Hardcore Archive Podcast Instagram page. Um, what do you guys have planned for 2023? Do you have any shows coming up uh, that people should check out? We do. Um, so we actually have a show at Photo City Music Hall, uh, February 25th. That's going to be with Perspectives, White Tides, and Inertia, um, and Gainer. Um, so that one's coming up fairly shortly. That's going to be our first one for the year. Um, and then the next one on slot is going to be May 6th. And that's going to be at Evening Star. Um, so far, the promoter for that show is kind of releasing who's going to be playing like one every couple weeks up until like the 27th of this month. Um, 
but so far it's us that's announced as well as um, without accent and I can't remember who else was just released for that, but they were released last week. Well, that white yeah, tides, pers- that white tides perspective show should probably have a pretty big crowd. I know that each of those bands in their own right is is very popular, so that should be a good time. Hopefully, people will check that out. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we wrap up, any other um, uh, any other any other items you guys want to drop? I think my main thing, so for 2023, it does look super different for us uh, in general. Um, My brother Tim here and our drummer Nick are getting deployed um, coming up pretty soon for the rest of the entire year. Um, So say our thoughts and prayers are going to be with them while they're overseas doing all that. Um, But we have some cool people that are going to be some friends that are going to be helping us out uh, with shows throughout the year. Um, We have my buddy John, uh, who has done the last two recordings for us. He's going to play with us at the February show, uh, May 6th. Uh, Chris is also uh, in the National Guard, so he is unfortunately not going to be able to play that show. So we have uh, Zach and Evan from Habits Have Teeth are going to be stepping up and playing with us for that show. So this year it's going to look super different. Say We're definitely not pushing shows as hard as we did this past year, obviously knowing that Tim and uh, Nick were going to be deployed. Some people call it oversaturation. We just didn't care. We we played, I think, one show every six weeks. We just wanted to put in as many shows as possible over the last year and a half. So this year, I think we're aiming to do maybe four shows, maybe five. We'll see. But yeah, this, this year is going to look a bit different. But definitely props to Tim and Nick. And we love you. Love you, too. All right. Well, uh, uh, folks, uh, of course, can go to uh, Hardcore Archive podcast on Instagram uh, to find this episode uh, and others. Um, you can also follow an easy death on Instagram as well. Um, and uh, good luck um, uh, to Tim and Nick and uh, and Chris on your respective deployments. Thank you guys uh, for joining. This was a great, a great Thank interview. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate you having us. The Hardcore Archive podcast is Josh Lyons and Greg Benoit with creative support from Rob Antonucci. This podcast is a product of the Rochester Hardcore community. Theme song provided by Stand Fast. Visit Hardcore Archive podcast on Linktree to listen to past episodes. Follow Hardcore Archive podcast and Enterprise Hardcore podcast on Instagram for updates. If you have an idea for an episode or would like to have your band's music featured during the closing credits, please contact us at hardcorearchivepodcast at gmail.com.